0: Hello. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We hope that you will be encouraged and it builds your faith. Thanks for listening. God anyway. Amen. And uh, because we don't praise Him uh, for everything, but we praise Him in everything. Amen. And so I'm going to praise Him in the midst of even uh, a difficult year and believing that 2020 is going to be a wonderful year uh, for the body of Christ and for you and your family. Amen. And uh, Luke chapter 2, and I want to read beginning in verses 4 through 7, and, uh, and I just want to begin reading there in verse 4. Joseph also went up to Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, unto Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were complete for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Verse 7 is what I want us to focus on this morning. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. You know, this morning I want to share a story with you. Some of you may have heard it, um, but I was reminded of this story this week, and I want to share this story with you and then just spend a few moments uh, uh, preaching for just a minute. But um, I was reminded of a story of a father and a son and uh, that I heard uh, this week, and it's the story of a father and son who had a strange strained relationship. Uh, the boy's mother had died at an early age, and the father had raised him the best that he could. Um, the father was a very successful businessman, and the business required a lot of his time, a lot of the father's time, and the son at times felt very neglected. Uh, the boy grows up, And um, um, uh, and the strain and grows up in the strain of that relationship, and the boy goes off to college, and the dad continues to build his businesses, continue to be successful, and they somewhat drift apart as father and son. In his senior year of college, in the middle of his education, all of a sudden the son begins to desire a to reconnect with his father and rekindle. The relationship. So he begins to come home on the weekends and begins to reach out to him, spend more time with his father and they talk more and, um, and, and, and they begin to, uh, the closeness began to come back. One day while they were walking out through their city and as they were walking, they walked past the used car lot and, um, and had it was a used car lock that had very expensive used vehicles, used cars. The boy said to his dad that that is what I want when I graduate from college. And he pointed to a sports car convertible that he wanted, and uh, pointed it and pointed it out to his dad. And of course, his dad, who had a successful business, was very wealthy. Uh, that car would not been a problem for him to afford. To afford. But he often let him know, I would love to have that, Dad. I'd love to have that car. As the, as the day uh, kept getting closer to his graduation, he would drop hints to friends of his father and, uh, and anybody else who, would, who was close to his dad. And they would come to his father and say, you know, your son wants that car. And so the day came of his graduation. And after the graduation, they all went back uh, to the uh, huge house of his father and his father asked him to come into the study. He walked in to his father's office and his study. And uh, the father had a package wrapped in paper uh, with a beautiful bow on it and uh, and he pushed it over across the desk to his son and said, "This is my graduation present to you." The boy was kind of put back a little bit and trying to hide. Uh, a little bit of his, of his instant disappointment, uh, he got stirred up a little, thinking, this is not what I wanted. Unwrapping, unwrapping, unwrapped the gift, and he took the lid off of the box of the gift, and inside it was a Bible, and, in, and the Bible, his name was engraved on the Bible very big. He looks at it and was, and was absolutely not what he wanted. And he took the box and the Bible, took the box that the Bible was in and he closed it and rudely shoved it across the desk back to his father and stood up and said, thanks dad, dad thanks a lot, this is, this is the story of my life, he said, and waited, and he said, wait son, aren't you going to read, uh, pick it up and read what I, have, what I have to say in it? He said, I don't need that. Right now, Dad, I have a whole life to live in front of me. Maybe someday I'll read what that book has to say. And he stormed out, and he stormed out of his dad's office, and he went upstairs, he packed his clothes and his bags, and he left his father's house that day. And, um, uh, and he went off, and he used, of course, his father's name to pull some strings, and he got a great job and uh, started making a lot of money. And uh, he really began to, um, he began to prosper, but he had cut off his father. He cut off all relationship with his father, no communication. He wouldn't answer his calls. And he had met a beautiful woman, and he married, uh, and he didn't even invite his father to the wedding. A short time later, he had had a child uh, and didn't invite his father. And he had a second child and still didn't invite his father. After his second child was born, something happened to the son, and, and he desired to have his dad back in his life again after he had had his second child. So he began to reach out and try to build relationship again with his father, and he had planned a trip with his family to go visit his dad. It would be the first time he would see his family and the children, his grandchildren, he had never seen. And the week, the week that they were planning to do it, uh, after years of not speaking to his son and being separated, the week that they stood, the father died suddenly of a massive heart attack. And the son, with this hole in his heart, made the long trek across country, and he gets there, uh, trying to handle all of the of. His dad's affairs, and letting and and letting him uh, and and taking care of all of his affairs and everything. And his father had left him; he was the sole heir to his father's fortune and everything that he had had. He had people that were helping him sort things and gather things and put things in order. Well, he had he had walked into his father's office and he sat down in his dad's chair there. And as he set his chair, he looked over on a bookshelf and he saw on the bookshelf that package, that gift that his father had given him for graduation that was still there. He walked over and took it off of the shelf and he took it and he laid it on his father's desk and he opened it up again. And, uh, he took that Bible out that had his name on it. And what he didn't notice that day, uh, and it was unchanged all those years, was when he opened it, it had a bookmarker in it at a certain place. And the bookmarker was at Matthew chapter 7. And his father in that Bible had underlined verse 11 of chapter 7, and this is what it says. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good things to those who asked him. And as he read that, he grabbed that Bible and he pulled it, Bible, to his chest because he was so moved by what he read. And as he pulled that Bible to his chest, suddenly there fell out of that Bible. There was a key that fell out of the Bible. He had recognized the key and he picked the key up and recognized it. And he ran to his father's garage who had had many vehicles And he went into his garage, and over in the corner of the garage was a car that was covered. And when he went over to the car, he uncovered it, and there was the convertible uh, that he had wanted. And it had sat there all of those years. His father had bought it and paid for it. The problem was the son got what he asked for, but he didn't like it because of the way it was wrapped and the package that it came in. It wasn't exactly what he asked, asked his father. It was exactly what he had asked his father to give him, but what, he was, but what he was not prepared for, and he was unable to receive, he didn't like the package that it came in. He rejected, he rejected it, not realizing he was rejecting everything he had asked the father to give him. It was in a package that he did not like. You know, this morning, I want to preach today that we have a father who sometimes sends his children strangely wrapped gifts. We ask God for things, and many times God sends them, sends what we ask for him from him, but it comes strangely wrapped. And if we don't wait on the Lord, our trust in the Lord, our stand in faith, you will push back in bitterness or anger. We will push back uh, and give back a cross to God, or to the Heavenly Father and say, what a disappointment. I asked you for something great and all you gave me was this book of promises. It's not what I was expecting, not what I was praying for or believing for. How many know sometimes God gives strangely wrapped gifts in our life? Such is the case with Joseph. You've asked me, Joseph had, had a dream. God had given him a dream. And, 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 and Joseph, the dream that God had gave him, was expecting God to perform that dream in his life. But Joseph is going to come into a... He's going to come into and receive a strangely wrapped gift from God. In other words, strange packages show up in life when he, his strange package showed up in life when Joseph went down to his brothers with his coat of many colors and his brothers ripped it off and threw him into the pit. Do you remember the story? And while he was in the pit, he was sold, sold into slavery and in Egypt, he ended up in the house of Potiphar and Potiphar's wife, while he was there, lied and accused him, and they had thrown him in prison, and he was in prison for 13 years. While he was there, he, met, uh, he, he made some friends. He made friends with a butler and a baker, um, and, and he interpreted dreams while he was in prison. And he told the butler and the baker, if you ever leave, don't forget me here. But they did, but they forgot about him. But then there came one day when Pharaoh had a dream and no one could interpret it. And the baker said, there is a man in the dungeon who can interpret your dream. And within 24 hours, Joseph was not only raised up out of prison, Pharaoh said, I will make you second in the land only to me. And I will give you the keys to the grain and the corn, and you will save millions of lives through this famine. And you will set in a powerful position and the most powerful, in the most powerful nation in the world, and it happened in just 24 hours. But it came in a wrap package that was uh, strange and unusual. God's taking something bad and ugly out of it and came and gave him the keys to keeping the whole world alive. Because God often sends strangely wrapped gifts. You ask him for something and it's not just about what God has given to you, but God is preparing you to be able to handle it. And a lot of times it's not about the gift, but it's about God preparing us to handle what he's bringing us into. And sometimes to handle some of the strangely wrapped gifts that God gives us or that we pray for, or are believing for. sometimes there's the process that prepares your soul, your ego and your heart and it's in, and it's a it's, it's in the suffering or the hurting or the waiting that God begins uh, begins uh, to passion, Uh, that begins to shape you and make you. It's not just the high times of getting what we want from God. It's about you becoming what God has called you to become. What you and I, that God has called us to become. So he can trust you with what you ask for. Joseph ended up now calling his family in. And when he called them in, if you remember the story, they said, they said, now, are you going to take revenge upon us? Are you going to are you going to uh, get us back? Are you going to bring revenge upon us? And Joseph was like, "You don't understand what you meant for evil. God has turned it for good." And sometimes God's blessings and His gifts in our life comes in strangely wrapped packages. In other words. Joseph said, what you meant for evil, God has meant for good. God has turned it around for my good. You packaged it this way, and it was to destroy me, but God turned it that that many would be saved by what you put me through. In other words, Joseph had a dream, and he knew there was a gift that God was doing in his life, that God had a destiny for him. And he but he did not expect it to be wrapped in the package it was to get to the place where God would fulfill that dream. And the truth is is that sometimes the package of God's promise for our lives doesn't come the way we expected to come. Sometimes it's packaged differently than what we expect. Sometimes we have to go through the process that prepares us that works on our soul and our ego and our heart. And and sometimes through suffering and through the hurting and through the waiting that God begins to work in us and to shape us that we can be prepared to handle what God has for us and what he has prepared for our lives. I think not only of Joseph, but I think of Job. God says, Job, I'm going to do something incredible in your life. I'm going to give you great wealth and I'm going to bless you double. And so the first package that comes to Job, that comes to him, they say, Job, your flocks have been stolen and your servants have been kidnapped. And then secondly, he hears that his 10 children were gone and dead. And here Joseph had lost his children, his flocks, his servants, and Joseph had no Bible. He had no church. And no explanation. He had no name. He did not have the name of Jesus. All he could say is, is that the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sometimes all you have is that God gives and God takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But Job said, I lost my children. I lost my flocks. I lost my servants. I'm losing part of my wealth, but I still... I still have my wife, I still have my friends, and I still have my health. Well, Job's friend says, well, Job, you are a lying hypocrite, and this is the judgment of God that has come upon you. His wife turns to him and says, you need to curse God and die. And he says, well, I still have my health, but we know that he loses that. He loses everything. And you say, well, he had God, well... Job didn't think so because he said, I went forward and could not find him. I turned back and could not perceive him. I turned to the left and to the right and he wasn't there. You ever been at a place in your life where you could not feel like you could not find God in your life? Where you could not find him moving or working are, are are doing in your life, and you didn't, you you look, you tried to move forward and he wasn't there, you looked back and he wasn't there, you looked to the left and the right, and you thought that he wasn't there. You ever had seasons like that where you weren't sure that God was even listening or hearing you when you would pray? But Job continued to say, I know that my Redeemer lives, and when I can't find him, he can find me. How many are thankful that when we sometimes can't find him, he can find us? He knows exactly where we are. And when I don't know where he is, he knows exactly where I am. And sometimes there are seasons in our lives that the gifts that God brings to our life, the greatest blessings that God brings to our life comes in unusually wrapped packages in our life. What about when God allows things to happen? Why, why doesn't God do something? Why didn't God stop his children, 10 children from dying? And, and why didn't God, we ask those questions, why, why doesn't God intervene sometimes? Why doesn't God intervene in some of the most difficult times of our life? Why doesn't He intervene? Why isn't God there? Why didn't God stop uh, the tragedy from happening? Why didn't God stop Joseph from being sold into Egypt? Why did he have to go through all of that? And Job, of course, you know, he made it through through the fire as pure gold. And, And he still stood and was standing. And God said, I'm going to give you double, Job. I'm going to give you double livestock. I'm going to give you double business. I'm going to give you everything back. And God gave him everything back. God doubled everything except for one thing his children but God gave him 10 more children and and he gave him 10 children but he didn't lose 10 children his other children 10 children were in heaven so he really didn't lose them they were in heaven and it was a it, it was it was God restored everything back to him sometimes we look at what God is doing in our life and we know that God is doing something, wants to do something great in our life, but the way God allows us the process we have to walk through in order to get to that place. I remember years ago, shortly after I got saved, a few months after I got saved, I was in a camp meeting in Cleveland, Tennessee at a small little Bible college called Tomlinson College and I was there at this camp meeting and there was a preacher that was there. His name was Brother Clendenin. And uh, uh, he was preaching that night. And I was just awestruck at Brother Clendenin. I mean, the way he preached and, and, uh, and, and what he preached on. And I remember that night, God tore me up that night. Matter of fact, that was the night that I felt, that was the moment that I felt God call me to preach. It was in May of 1987. It was just a couple of months after I had gotten saved. and I remember in that meeting that Brother Clendenin was there, I, I remember saying to God, God, let me preach like that someday. God, if I could have the revelation that he has someday, if I could reach people like he's reaching people, and, and God, and that was my prayer, I was asking God for something. I was asking God to do something in my life, and God said, I hear you, God, I know I mean, oh God hears our prayers. God said, I hear you. But that began a process in my life and what it, the process that it takes you through sometimes, the trials that you have to go through, the perseverances that you have to walk, for, walk through. I remember being a, a short season in my life where I looked to God and said, God, I don't remember signing up for this. And the Lord remind me of that meeting I was in and that moment when I said, God, if you will use me, please use me. I want to be used. I want to fulfill your will for my life. God, if you could use me in that way. God, if you could, if you could allow me to preach like that and have revelation. And God reminded me of that meeting. I look back now and, and, and think that had God not sent that season in my life, had God not sent that season in my life, That if he had not uh, brought me through that, I, I would not have received, been able to walk in everything that God wanted me to walk in. And sometimes some of the things God allows us to go through in our life is so that he can get the glory out of it. Some of what God allows us to go through is that he can get the glory out of it. How many know the scripture says, all things work together for good to those who are called of God? And I can stand here this morning and say, great is thy faithfulness and all that I need thou hast provided. How many can say that this morning, that great is thy faithfulness? I think of the apostle Paul. When he said in Philippians, he said, everything that has happened to me has happened for the furtherance of the gospel. In other words, Paul said, all these things that have happened in my life, all of them have happened so that the gospel of Christ could be furthered. You know, much of what happens in our life happens so that Christ can be exalted, so that Jesus can be exalted, so that God can get the glory for it. How many know that sometimes the gifts that God gives us and puts in our lives come strangely wrapped? The peace that you have in your life may have come strangely wrapped. Maybe you had to go through some turmoil to get the peace that you have now in your life. Maybe the blessings that you carry now in your life, maybe you had to walk through some things like Joseph and Job in order to get to the place where you can say, my Redeemer lives. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And maybe like Joseph, you've had to walk through some persecution and walk through some difficulty in order to stand so that God could take what has happened to you and turned it around for His good. How many know God will take our 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 worst days, our worst tragedies, our worst experiences, and turn it around for His good? Paul said it like this: Paul says his his strength is made perfect in my weakness. And what what happened is is that everything we go through, sometimes that trial, and God gives us gifts, and we put push it back across the table back at God and say, this is not what I asked for or what I prayed for. But when we, when we begin to embrace it and begin to say, God has used this in my life and we begin to pull it close to us, sometimes the key is going to drop out of it, of that strangely wrapped gift that God, that is the key to unlock somebody else's life. It is a key that will drop out just as Joseph received the key to be a blessing to not only his family and those that persecuted him, but God used him to rescue a nation out of what he went through. God positioned him directly to be used of God. And the very dream that God gave him came true. Maybe you're here and 2020 has been a year that has been very trying Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe that's a gift. Maybe it's an opportunity for you to start a business or to do something that you've always dreamed of. But always come to the place to where you say, "I trust you when I don't when I can't when I don't understand you. When I don't have any explanation for what is going on in my life, my faith is in you. My trust is in you. I'm going to turn my pain into praise. I'm going to turn my tears into praise. I'm going to turn that what's happening to me as a statement of faith to say that Jesus is alive and he is working in this hour. And so maybe you're here this morning and maybe maybe you have received some strangely wrapped gifts. And sometimes the gifts that God gives is strangely wrapped, and sometimes they have to be unwrapped through the process of trial or the process of difficulty. Maybe you have to walk out the process of God working the fulfillment of that gift in your life of the process of getting to that place to where you can stand and say, God has brought me through it. God has taken me through it. I trust in the Lord, and everything that has gone on, everything God has taken me through is all for the purpose of the furtherance of the gospel, as Paul would say. And so maybe you're here this morning and... After you have suffered a while, as Paul said, after after we have suffered a while, I will reward you, and how many know God will change your season? How many know after a season of persecution or perseverance or trial, God is a God who can change your season? God is a God who can change your moment, and you will know joy, and the sun will shine brighter than ever before in your life. I think back of the story of this father and son. How many of you have ever had experiences in your life that you look back and say, God, this is not what I prayed for. God, this is not what I asked you to do. This is not the way that I dreamed that it would happen. This is not, this is, I, I didn't ask to walk through this trial. I didn't ask to walk through this perseverance. I didn't ask for my family to go through this. I didn't ask for, for, for this trial to be a part of my life. But after you go through it and you look back and you know that God used it to bring a furtherance in your life, to bring out of you something he's put in you that's, that's for the good of others. And that God will continue to work in your life. Just as that son unwrapped that package and the thing was he didn't like the wrapping of that package but he never really realized what was really all inside. Sometimes we just have to say, God, we're all in. God, I'm all in. I'm all in. Whatever the price to pay, I'm all in. And I believe we're coming to a day when the church has to say, I'm all in. I'm all in for Jesus. I'm all in. I'm going to serve him no matter what comes my way, no matter what happens around me. I'm going to continue to remain faithful to God and I know that the blessings of God sometimes come in unusual packages, but I'm going to trust God anyway, because I know on the other side, God is going to work all things together for my good. And we have to continue to trust him, continue to believe in him, continue to trust him and all that he is doing and all that he will do. And there were times that I, in my life, I know that I've had to remind God, 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 I didn't think it was going to be this way. I didn't think it was going to flow this way or go this way. And a lot of times, we have to wait till we get on the other side of what God is doing in order to realize that he has brought us through and that he's turned what the enemy meant for evil, God turns for good. God turns will turn it to use it to your favor. Some of you have gone through very trying and difficult times, but God will use that as a win to the sale of the destiny that he has for your life. He will turn it for your good. God, I didn't expect this area of my life to be destroyed or to fail. God, I didn't expect for this to happen or that to happen. Why have you brought this to me? Why have I walked through this? Why have I expected this? And, and sometimes we have to be just like Joseph was and be willing to know that God was still with him. God was st- even in the 13 years of being in prison and saying, God, I, all I have is a dream. I don't have anything else but a dream that you showed me. And there are times when all we have is the promise that God gives us of what we feel like he's called us to do and walk in, God, this is all I have. All I have is I know what you spoke to me and what you told me. And this is all I have left. This is all I can walk with. This is all I can go with. And sometimes you just have to trust God. Sometimes we just have to depend on him. Sometimes we have to wait on him for his his moving in our life. Sometimes we just got to believe him, even when it's difficult to believe. And we've got to say, like Job says, Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And God is faithful. You know, I read that story to you in the book of Matt, Luke, chapter two. And uh, I'm often uh, one of the stories that that uh, parts of the Christmas story that amazes me is when the Magi came to seek out Jesus. If you remember, they had gone to Herod and they had gone to the palace of Herod looking for Jesus. Of course, where would you look for a king, right? But in a palace. And uh, of course, Herod was was taken back by the fact of hearing that there was a king that was born king of the Jews because he thought he was king of the Jews. And, uh, And so as he found out that the prophecies of the birth of Jesus that there would be. And, uh, and the, of course, the magi began to follow the star. And, of course, Herod said, once you find the child, let me know so that I may come worship him also. But the Bible says the magi followed the star to the young child. And, uh, but I think of this passage in Luke 2. It said that Mary had wrapped him in swaddling clothes and that she had wrapped him and laid him there in that manger. And we know that Jesus came into the world that he created, that he was a gift that was wrapped in an unusual package. And sometimes God gives us gifts, strangely wrapped gifts in unusual packages in our life. And so maybe you're here this morning, and maybe you could say, The Lord has wrapped some of my life in strangely unusual packages. And maybe you don't understand it all, but you can trust this. You can trust in the name of the Lord and trust in who He is. He will will be faithful to complete that good work that He started in you. You know, little did I know that Brother Clendenin that preached that meeting there in Tomlinson College in Cleveland, Tennessee in May of 1987... Little did I know that he was a good family friend of Brother Keith. And I didn't learn that till later, till Brother Clendon came to our church years later and preached at a 4th of July camp meeting there. And he preached. And I thought it had been uh, when he did that, that was like five years later from the time that I had seen him before. And I remembered him coming. And I remember that night. I remember that moment. That was a moment in my life I'll never forget. And, and I remember him coming, and I thought to myself, God, uh, that's the kind of preacher I want to be. That's the kind of uh, man of God that I want to be. And, of course, I kept up with him for years until finally he had passed away. Um, but I remember that moment, the moment that I said, said yes to God, the moment that I told God, I'm willing to pay the price, whatever it takes, to get where God has called me to be. And the question this morning is, sometimes God has strangely wrapped gifts for us that are wrapped in unusual packages. And sometimes we just have to embrace the gift and let God work out the process in our life. Amen. Pastor Adam, if you'll come this morning. And what I want to do this morning is is I, I just sense that maybe there's some people here this morning that this has been an incredibly difficult year for you emotionally and spiritually. And, um, and there's things that you've asked God for, that you've been praying about, and they've not come about the way that you thought that they would or that they should. stand with me if you would this morning and maybe maybe God has maybe the process that is happening you thought God this is not what I expected it to be this is not what I thought would happen in my life and maybe God's got you in the middle of the process maybe God's got you in the middle where he's taking you through some things so that he can reveal who He is, truly who He is to you. But there are some things you've asked God for and, and they've not really come about and you've been asking and asking. And maybe you feel like this has been a, just a very difficult year for you. And you just, need, you just need to know that God will continue to be faithful You just need strength. You feel like you just need just an extra touch from God in order to help you walk through maybe what you're feeling emotionally or what you're going through. But I'm here to tell you God will meet you. He'll show you. He'll show up. Maybe you feel like Job did. He said, I went forward and I couldn't find him. I looked behind me and I couldn't perceive him. I looked to the left and looked to the right and he wasn't there. But it wasn't that Job didn't know where that God, that Job, it wasn't the fact that Job didn't know where God was. What was important is that God knew where Job was. And if you're here this morning and sometimes you may feel like, I'm not sure where God is, I don't feel him, I don't feel that he's working in my life. But I want to tell you this you may not feel that he's working, but I want to encourage you this morning. You may not know where he is, but he knows where you are. Maybe you say, Pastor, I just need prayer. I just need prayer to get through what I'm walking through. I just need some encouragement. There's some things that I've asked God for. And I believe that some of the things that I've asked God for, I think that they're showing up in strangely wrapped packages. And if that's you this morning, I want you just to come down to this altar. I want to pray for you this morning. We want to pray for you this morning. We want to encourage and strengthen you this morning. Just step out of where you are and come. Let us pray for you. Thank you for joining us for River Valley Community Church's podcast. If you feel led to give, you can click on the donation link in the description or visit our website at rivervalleymadison.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.